to the Very Well Mind podcast. We've interviewed over 100 authors, experts, entrepreneurs, athletes, musicians, and others to help you learn strategies to care for your mental health. This episode is hosted by psychotherapist and best-selling author Amy Morin. Now let's get into the episode. You're listening to The Friday Fix. Every Friday, I share a quick mental strength strategy that can help fix the thoughts, feelings, and actions that can hold you back in life. Has it been a while since you've read a book? Do you ever think that you just don't have time to read? Do you think reading is a waste of time? If you answered yes to any of those questions, today's episode is for you. If you don't read many books, you're not alone. Most surveys show Americans read four or fewer books per year. As an author, I know how hard it is to get your book in front of people. Selling a book is really hard. Fortunately, because all of you have been so invested in learning about mental strength, you've bought over a million of my books that have taught you how to grow mentally stronger, which is beyond amazing. And interestingly, I think there's a chance that people who are interested in mental strength read more books than other people. I just pulled my Instagram audience and asked how many books you read each year. Over half of you, 56% to be exact, said that you read more than five books a year. 16% of you said you read one to two books, and 18% said you read three to four books. 10% of you said you hadn't read any books in the past year. But that means that 90% of you have read at least one book in the last year. But if you haven't read a book in a long time, Just trust that that's okay too. I've had times in my life when I didn't read books for a really long stretch. And other times when I felt like books have saved me from some really dark places. There's some evidence that says perhaps when you feel least like reading a book might be the time when you need to read it the most. I discovered that for myself after I lost my mom and my husband and I was going through a really rough time with grief. It took a long time before I could even think clearly enough to pick up a book and read it. My brain was way too scattered and I couldn't concentrate long enough to actually read. And I had a lot of people recommending certain books that they thought would help me. I tried to look at some of those recommendations, but I knew that just because a book helped someone else might not necessarily mean it was the book that was gonna help me in the moment. My boss, who was also a therapist at the time, she recommended reading A Year of Magical Thinking, but she gave me some wise advice. She said, don't read it for a while. Ultimately, I think that was good advice. When I did get around to reading that book, it was a few years after my loss, and I found that book really helpful. If you haven't read it, it's about a woman whose daughter ends up in a coma, and shortly after, while her daughter's still in the ICU, her husband passes away from a heart attack. And she discovered that her brain played lots of tricks on her while she was grieving. The book that I actually found most helpful during my worst days, though, was A Grief Observed by C.S. Lewis. As a kid, I loved reading The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe books. So I had some hope that maybe his books about grief could be good too. And when I read it, I felt like he was able to put a lot of the struggles that I was experiencing into sentences that made sense. All of the things that were swirling in my head when I was able to read them on paper, suddenly I felt a lot better. Now, I'm not saying that you should go pick up that book if you're grieving, because I don't know if that's going to help you. But I do know firsthand that reading can be really good for our mental health, 
And it's not just for grief. Research shows that reading is good for our psychological well-being when we're already feeling okay, but also when we're experiencing a variety of mental health issues like depression and anxiety, reading a book can help. In fact, therapists often prescribe books as part of treatment. It's called bibliotherapy. Sometimes we use workbooks. A client might be assigned a chapter or a section to work on in between therapy appointments, and then we might talk about it together in a future therapy session. That's one of the reasons why I created the 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do workbook, because I wanted people to learn about mental strength by answering reflection questions, completing quizzes, and doing exercises in a step-by-step manner. But sometimes we also just recommend nonfiction books. It might be a book written by another therapist or a professional who just reinforces what people are learning in therapy already. But it's not always nonfiction books that we prescribe. Sometimes fiction books are prescribed too. There's a lot of research that shows reading fiction books can also improve your mental health. If you need some reinforcement to pick up a book, or if you read a lot of books already but want to know why it's good for you, here are five reasons why reading is so good for your mental health. Number one, reading reduces stress. You might think you have too much going on to sit down and read a book, but when you're feeling overwhelmed, making time to read is really a great idea. There are tons of studies that show reading reduces stress. In fact, one study found that reading is better at reducing stress than listening to music, going for a walk, drinking a cup of tea, or playing video games. Number two, reading provides a healthy escape. While avoiding your problems isn't healthy, reading actually gives a healthy escape. Researchers found that reading books provides more than just entertainment. When you're reading, it can change the way that you think and how you see the world. That means you might return to your problem with a completely different perspective on your situation, and then you might solve the problem from a different angle. Number three, reading can improve your social skills. Research shows reading increases empathy, and it might increase the amount of social support that you give to other people. When you read a book, you get to learn what a character's thinking. That's not something that we get to do very often, which is why reading is so good for us. We get inside other people's heads and understand how they think, how they make decisions, and how they feel. So even though when you read a book, it's something that you're doing by yourself, reading can help you feel a lot less alone. Number four, reading makes you smarter. There's tons of research that shows cognitive differences in people who read. Reading is associated with a better vocabulary, increased knowledge, and better verbal skills. It can also help you keep your mind sharp as you age, too. And number five, reading might help you live longer. Okay, so this one isn't necessarily a mental health benefit, but perhaps the reason reading helps people live longer is because they're less stressed. Studies show older adults who read outlive their counterparts. Reading seems to increase longevity by about two years. So those are five big benefits of reading. But if you're like most people, you probably think, but I don't have time to read. But I'm going to argue that you do. I don't care how busy you are, you can create time to read. You don't have to read a book every week or anything like that to make it a healthy exercise. Many of the studies that looked at the benefits of reading found that people benefit from just reading 20 minutes a day. There's also evidence that you might not even have to read for a whole 20 minutes. 
A study on how reading reduces stress found that reading just six minutes a day reduces stress by 60%. People who read for six minutes reduced their heart rate, eased muscle tension, and altered their state of mind. I know we can all find six minutes a day to read. Instead of scrolling through social media or watching TV, we could open a book. And when you get caught up in reading a really good book that you don't want to put down, you know you'll find time for it. There's nothing like being excited to go back, pick up a book again, and continue where you left off. So pick up a good book and start reading. Read in bed before you go to sleep instead of scrolling through your phone. Read a book during your lunch break. Read in the evenings instead of watching TV. Read a book while you drink your morning coffee. When you set aside just a little time to read, you might feel like your life gets a lot better. It's a really simple but effective way to build mental strength. So give yourself permission to pick up a good book this week and see if it gives your mental health a boost. Thank you for listening to the Very Well Mind podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share the episode with your friends and family and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the Very Well Mind podcast, you can head to verywellmind.com slash podcasts.